0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Paradigm Shift, the podcast in which I challenge your thoughts and beliefs in topics such as spirituality, conspiracy theories, religion, ancient history, and everything in between. And in today's episode, we will be talking about the Great Sphinx of Giza and when exactly was it built because the data doesn't add up much. So let's go ahead and do the intro. If you open any book of history, it will be very clear that all historians agree on the time in which the Sphinx was built, which is around 2600 BC. That's in the Old Kingdom of Egypt. And there is also more information about how the head of the Sphinx is actually a representation of one of the oldest pharaohs who built the Great Pyramid, which is uh, the pharaoh uh, Khafra. And uh, this is the most accepted theory in regards to who and when the Sphinx was built. However, there is a lot of contradiction in that story theory. And it is now not as proven as it once was due to several topics and uh, through several medium that other scientists have gone through uh, when they research the Sphinx whether it was on a geological level, artistic level, cultural level, or even astronomical level. All these things just don't add up to the time in which every historian agrees on. Now, the reason why historians agree that it was built around that time, it's because... All of ancient uh, the old kingdom in Egypt uh, has recorded all their information and all their history and, and stories within tablets and uh, holographics and everything like that so this is as far as any ancient civilization that was made by man goes back to. First, we have the Mesopotamia, which I have talked about in a previous episode, and now we have the second, basically, in terms chronologically. This is the second civilization and the first of its kind in in Africa, specifically in Egypt. So when Any scientist who kind of disagrees with the time that the pyramids and the Great Sphinx were built uh, are considered as pseudoscientists because whatever they say just doesn't reconcile with the time of any human civilization. But I have done a lot of research and I have read a lot of articles in regards to when People believe that the Great Sphinx was actually built and what led to this belief that it wasn't built in around 2600 BC. In fact, it was built around 10,600 BC, which is at the end of the Ice Age and predates any known human civilization, any including Mesopotamia. Now... Somewhere in the 80s, a geologist by the name of Robert Chuck went to the the Great Sphinx and decided to do some study around, around the entire plateau of Giza, which has the pyramids and has the Sphinx. At the time, it was believed that the Sphinx was built... ...as a guardian to the pyramid. So there was a sort of a religious reason behind it. And it was commonly, as I said, accepted uh, that it was built in the same dynasty... ...as the old kingdom and uh, of the pharaoh uh, Khafra uh, Which we see the face of the pyramid actually resembles several depictions of that pharaoh. So there is no debate around the face uh, and who it actually uh, refers to. However, the debate that uh, this geologist put, Robert is actually around when the time it was built. So what he put forth was this idea that there is a difference between the head of the Sphinx and all the erosion that it had suffered, and the body of the Sphinx and the other types of erosion it had suffered. And everyone agrees that the head has suffered uh, what is called like the erosions coming from the wind, So wind blowing through this face for over three to four thousand years, uh, what we have, what we have now, uh, causes whatever the face looks like now. Uh, As you know, the the nose is also gone, but that's actually because apparently uh, there were thieves at the time and they stole the nose. God knows why. But in terms of the rest of the body, uh, the rest of the face itself, it has uh, eroded because of wind. Whereas the body itself and the walls which are built around the body have eroded for a completely different reason, which is water and heavy monsoon rain. And that shook the entire um, uh, you know, the, the, the culture of, of uh, all, everyone who studies ancient Egypt, because in terms of weather and climate, the Sahara, in which the pyramids exist now, have existed for the past five to six thousand years. So, uh, there was definitely no rain and definitely no monsoon rain that would cause such erosion to the body that over four to five thousand years it would create this kind of shape that it has now. And this puts that the rock that in which the, the, the body of the Sphinx was carved into, this puts it at a much older date than we initially thought. So around 10,000 BC, there was a lot of rain in the Mediterranean and in the plateau, and that was caused by the melting of the Ice Age. So we know that the Ice Age finished around 12,000 BC, started melting, And throughout for the next two to 3,000 years, heavy rain was well known in, in the entire north of Africa and in the Mediterranean. And now it is being believed that the body of the Sphinx has suffered erosions from the rain from that time. So a lot of other scientists came up and said that, well, it could be the reason that the, the rock itself, the bedrock in which the, uh, the, the, the Sphinx was carved into Has existed for more than 10,000, could have been 20,000 years So there is no reason to deny the fact that the body itself Was, uh, the, the, the rock itself actually, before it was carved Has suffered monsoon rain and it has suffered all these erosions over all these years However, that doesn't explain why Studies have shown that the body of the Sphinx was actually fixed and uh, covered throughout history several times because of, of erosion and because of other factors. So we've had several dynasties and several kingdoms that have worked on the Sphinx, including now, to restore the Sphinx to its, or its original oh. um, shape. One of the or one of the earliest. Uh, you know fixes that that the sphinx went through or restoration that it has went through was during the old kingdom around 2500 years BC which doesn't make sense as to why would you fix a a, a bedrock that has not suffered yet any uh, erosion unless it was they were restoring something that was eroded long time before they have arrived and this is the where it the 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 stories differ so geologically uh, on a scientific level everyone agrees that the rock in which the sphinx has been carved into suffered erosions from rain this is a fact and no one disagrees with that what they disagree with is whether the erosions happened before or after the body was carved To me, it doesn't make sense that the body was carved and yet you can still see the erosions uh, effect into the bedrock itself. Uh, It would make sense that it would be on the edges because if the edges have suffered erosions, then it would make sense to cut into them and make the shape that you want. However, that's not the case. So that's the first question mark as to when it was built. And that's why it places it around the time of the melting of the Ice Age. The second aspect of it is on an artistic level. So when you look at the Sphinx itself and the way the body is shaped, you can see that the body is huge as opposed to a very small head. The head itself, if you look at the picture, you see that the head itself is very small and yet the body is very long and very big. Proportionately, it doesn't make any sense. And We can't really claim that it was a mistake that was done by them, but this is a culture and this is a civilization that has built the pyramids into a degree that is unfathomable, even in today's uh, knowledge and what we know now. Even today, we still cannot build the pyramids the way they built them back then. Not, Not only do we not know how it was built, we still don't have even the capabilities of building a monument that can stand for as many thousands years as it has. And not only that, but only also to the, uh, to the shape of the pyramid itself, the fact that it's not actually a four-sided pyramid, but it's actually eight-sided, because in the middle of each of the sides of the pyramid, it's concave a little bit, if you see a top view of it. So it's an eight-sided pyramid carved and built to the millimeter. And the fact that each end of the pyramid points to the Four poles of the earth, north, west, east, and south, it actually shows you how much, how efficient that civilization was, and how they would not just out of random mistake uh, do a body that is very big and a head they put on top, which is very small. So, in terms of proportions, they don't reconcile with each other the body and the head. And in other terms as well, they when they studied the face and they went into the stone itself, they discovered that there is dye and color all over the face that has now, of course, go, uh, been gone due to you know erosion of wind and all that. However, they found that under the eye, there's black dye. And above the lip, there is a bit of red dye, which indicates that the face itself was colored at some point. And it would color to match the face of the pharaoh because they used to have these mascara around the eyes and lips. Lipsticks within these colors as well. So the head itself artistically is made different than the body because they just couldn't find any dye or color on the body itself. The body was completely carved out of stone and that rock stayed as a rock for a lot of time and yet the body itself which is uh, the, the head itself I'm sorry the head itself which is out of proportion also has colors in it that do not exist in the in the rest of the body so there's also this sort of uh, 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 you know, unrecognizable artistic way of doing things that just don't fit when you put all things together and the third Proof that there is an artistic disparity between the head and the body is another Sphinx, which is a much smaller one that exists right now in the um, uh, in the Cairo Museum. And in the museum, you can see that there is a Sphinx. It's the body of a lion, and the head itself. Bearing almost the same proportions as the Great Sphinx. However, you can also see that it fe- that there is an ear of a lion which has been carved into. So that ear of the lion still exists, like the head of the lion, his ear, kind of still exists within that carving of the face. And yet it still has a face. Which means that at some point, this whole small statue was of a lion. And someone came and carved the head into a face. Now we take that and we apply it to the Great Sphinx. And everything makes a lot more sense. The fact that the Sphinx itself was not a Sphinx. And it wasn't built just to have the head of the pharaoh. But in fact, it was built as a lion, as a huge lion. And once the pharaoh Khafra came and wanted to show dominance... He carved his head, he had his head commissioned to be carved into that body of the lion to talk more about his divinity or godhood or something like that. So it makes more sense to believe that by the time the Egyptian civilization came to rest in Egypt and in Giza and by the time that they found where they would you know, build that civilization, that the Sphinx already had been there before them. And it was carved into the head of that pharaoh from a big lion statue. I'll go into more as to why was it a lion and what does it mean? Culturally, as well, it does not agree with the type of information and knowledge that the Old Kingdom left behind. Because everything that the Old Kingdom did was was stored in memory and knowledge through holographics and when they would talk about all their triumphs and all the the glory that that they had as pharaohs as civilization as technology and everything they would completely put it into stone and they would create an entire library of that information to record that part of history this was a huge Part of who they were and what they left behind and why we can know so much about them is because of what they left us in terms of information. However, the Sphinx itself, one of the first and biggest monuments ever built in any old kingdom, was left untouched when it comes to any sort of holographics. There is no inscription on it. There is no indication that this is actually the pharaoh that we are talking about. There is no indication to who was the architect who built it. Nothing that shows what they already did after it, all the monuments they built after it and how they, they, they recorded it and kept it. But the Sphinx itself, considered one of the greatest monuments of the plateau and one of the ancient biggest statues ever made by mankind, has no record of who did it, why they did it, and what happened. And the only stone tablet that you will find is, was written by another pharaoh who came in around the 19th uh, dynasty, which is around 1300 BC. And at the time, the body of the Sphinx was covered completely in sand. So the old kingdom, by the time that, that this dynasty came, First of all, to them, it was already an ancient uh, history. So they didn't even know what it was. Second, they only saw the head of the Sphinx pop out of the sand. The rest of the body was completely covered. And this is well documented. And the tablet talks about a pharaoh who came. And he he was actually not a pharaoh at the time, nor was he a king. He was a prince. His brother was a king. And he says that he was walking in the desert and he was... Uh, hit by a heat stroke and needed to sit down and relax and he sat uh, by the shadow of that big head that he found and he said that he saw a dream in which the Sphinx himself came and talked to him and told him uncover my whole body because you will find something much bigger than what you think and if you protect me I will make you king so he woke up from the dream and he commissioned a lot of workers to come and dig the entire section around the uh, around the Sphinx and they actually found the rest of the body which was this huge lion body. He knew that it meant something very big because he didn't know that there was something there and yet the dream itself told him. So he believed in the Sphinx and he kind of made offering to the Sphinx. And what do you know, a couple of years later, his brother actually died, we don't know how, and he became king. So he came and put a tablet On this sphinx that said that I had a dream and that the sphinx promised me something and kept its promise So this is just to give you an idea that even the old kingdom uh, and even around 1000 to 2000 BC Already thought that the sphinx was so ancient that they didn't even know what it was So that gives you an idea how much information we don't know about the Sphinx now that we are 4, 5 or maybe even 10,000 years removed from the time the Sphinx was being built. Finally, on an astronomical level, when we look at the stars, it also doesn't make sense that the Sphinx was built during the time it was built, which is around 2600 BC, as people say, but it was actually built a lot earlier. And to do that, we have to understand what kind of relationship ancient civilization had with the stars. Now, other civilization had a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, relationship to the stars, but, this, but the Egyptians had one of the strongest relationship. And you can see that from the three pyramids that were there as well. The three pyramids, if you align them to the constellation of Orion... You can find that they are a full-on 100% representation of the three stars in Orion's Belt. So, when you when you blow up the size of the pyramids in terms of the stars to match the constellation, the, their distance is exactly the same as the distance between the three stars of the constellation. And that alone shows you how important it was for the for that civilization to replicate what they saw in the stars down here on earth now when it comes to the sphinx the sphinx what the the rumor now is or the theory is that it was a lion before it became a sphinx before it was carved into a face and this lion even as of today it is actually positioned 100% to the east when the sun rises 100% to the time that the sun rises this is impeccable calculation as to how it was built now why a lion because in the now rumored time that the sphinx was built which is 10000 BC when you look at what age they were living in at the time and opposed to the age we were living in now so let me explain that for a little bit so there's something called the spring equinox the spring equinox is what is recognized as during the the longest day of the year which happens to be on march 20 between march and march 21 which is the flip of the seasons to spring okay that day is very important in all civilizations and in all religions we even have uh, in, in Abrahamic religions, they even uh, add dates and times and big events to the spring equinox. Ancient civilization have dealt with the spring equinox so much that it, it is part of their culture. They used to do big holidays on those on that day. They used to have festivals. They used to have everything that is the day where the, the, the longest day of the year comes is uh, is called the spring equinox. And in terms of knowing what age we are in, when it comes to the the equinox, this is pure astronomy. And it's not astrology, even if they use the zodiacs to refer to the age we are in. But we are talking literal position of constellations as opposed to Earth. And now we we are in the age of Pisces and we are moving into the age of Aquarius. And this will take another hundred years, also uh, around that, to 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 switch to that age. But what does that mean? It means that in that day, the day of the equinox, if you look at the sun rising on that specific day, you will be able to spot a constellation. That constellation remains in uh, in 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 view based on that equinox for nearly. 2500 years or a bit more than that so this is the age of a any constellation based on the equinox and now if you look at at the sun rising right now you will be able to spot the pisces constellation in 100 years to 200 years from now we are literally on the verge of shifting to a new age it's called the it will be the age of aquarius in 10,000 bc based on Existing software is now that you can have that you can look at any constellation during any time because it calculates where it was. If we go back to Giza, if we go back to 10,600 BC and we look at the east, we found it's the age of Leo. So, constellations and civilizations connect so much over history and. There's the civilization that existed <clears throat> in 10,000 BC that used to exist, that used to look at the sun rising and see the, age, uh, the, see the Leo constellation and they were during the Leo age. So it makes perfect sense that they had built a monument to honor that age that they were in, which is the lion itself. So now chronologically, this is what the theory goes as. 10,000 BC, 12,000 BC, actually to 10,000 BC, the ice age is melting. There's a lot of rain, monsoon, heavy storms everywhere, especially in the North, in North Africa. And around that time, we have the age of Leo. There was a civilization living at the time that found it very important for them to actually apply the constellation of Leo on earth and have built a giant, giant statue Called the Lion Statue. And then, for the next, something happened to that civilization. It completely disappeared. And once the new civilization of humanity rose around 4000 to 3000 BC, it was in Egypt. And one dynasty after another came until 2600 BC when Pharaoh Khafra looked at the giant statue of a lion and said i need my face to be on that lion they carved into it they painted it the head they carved from a giant lion head to a smaller human head they painted it based on their traditions and took over years and years as pharaoh and then as the centuries passed by Sand came and covered half of the, of, the, uh, of the body of the Sphinx Until it was rediscovered by the pharaoh of the 19th dynasty And uh, since then, till now, it has been recognized as just a Sphinx Until now, we kind of start to understand that the erosions And everything that happened actually proves that the timeline don't add up so why is it important to know when the Sphinx was built and does that mean that there was an ancient civilization of mankind that built the Sphinx does that mean that a civilization not from earth came to earth and built the Sphinx just like we have proof of it with the Anunnaki and the Mesopotamian uh, uh, civilization does that happen as well in Egypt and were these big monuments built much before any humans came in and settled into them could that be why humans actually decided to sit there and to because they found monuments and they believed that there was a sign of life I don't think that really matters at this age whether we know who built the Sphinx what matters is that the idea that civilizations existed long before what we now agree on that civilization did not just start four to five thousand years bc it did not start six thousand years ago it actually started before that and there were there are perhaps many many proofs that they were that parts of of whatever they built and part of whatever they left behind still remain to this day but it just doesn't agree with historians and what they believe as to human civilization but there is something very interesting that happened when the new kingdom was there. And what we mean by the new kingdom is around, is during the rise of the Roman Empire. There was still the Egyptian kingdom and it was ruled by, like, for example, Cleopatra and stuff like that during Julius Caesar and, and around that time. And around that time, which is maybe 50 to 60 BC. However, there is something very important that it was written by Plato. Uh, in his uh, you know whatever he wrote was just called the uh, timaeus and he spoke in that writing he spoke of a man who was traveling from greece to uh, to egypt this man his name was solon and he was an athenian who later became a politician and a very big important man but before that he was traveling around the ancient kingdom of egypt because that was a very important uh, aspect of, of research for the Greek, and he talks about how when Solon came back to him and told him about what he what he found and who he talked to, that there was a time where he spoke to an ancient, at the time wasn't ancient, but to a an Egyptian priest, and the Solon was asking the priests about these big monuments. He was asking about the pyramids. He was asking about the Sphinx. He was asking about all the other stuff and he was like, who do you think built these? How are they so big? How did man uh, have the capability of building something like this and in such little time that we have been around? And this is, I'll be reading it, this is what the priest replied to Solon when he asked that. He said to him, O oh, Solon, Solon, your hellness are never anything but children you hellness as in he was referring to basically them being greek you are never anything but children and there is not an old man among you solon in return asked him what he meant i mean to say he replied that in mind you are all young there is no old opinion handed down among you by ancient tradition nor any science which is hoary with age and i will tell you why there have been and will be again many destructions of mankind arising out of many causes. The greatest have been brought about by the agencies of fire and water, and other lesser ones by innumerable other causes. This means that this priest and the, that civilization during that time knew that there were previous civilizations that existed before. So imagine you're actually hearing this from someone telling you that we have records and we know that we are not the first civilization and that humanity has been destroyed before and will be again. It was part of their understanding that this is part of the cycle that that apparently humanity goes through all the time. And we go back now into any sort of civilization that has been recorded or we know of and the the most ancient one as we all know is Mesopotamia which dates for now around 6 to 7000 years ago but there's so much more evidence whether it was from the monuments they have left behind from the stories they talk about just when you put two and two together it shows that civilization has existed for a lot longer than 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 we we initially thought the only reason why we don't talk about it from a scientific place or from history or why it's not written in books for, for classes to teach is because it doesn't reconcile with an idea that humanity was destroyed at some point and then it came back. We always need science, always needs a proof of something existing so that it agrees that, that this is something that is true or real. We only base anything related to ancient civilizations on theories. Even till now, they have theories how these kingdoms were run. They have theories how they were built. But nothing is concrete. And yet, that community refuses to acknowledge or to perhaps say that, yes, the erosions done on the Sphinx don't or won't have happened, wouldn't have happened during the time that the Sphinx was built. Because... There was no rain during that time. They don't even recognize the idea that it could have been another uh, head built into it. Only when geologists come in and they study it, they say, yes, it is true. But historians will always debate with that idea and call it pseudoscience or whatever. Was it being built by another civilization than humanity? We won't know. Was it built by some by, in a time older? then then what we think, all evidence points to that, all evidence points to that except history itself or what history tells us, but whether it was geology, whether it was uh, on an artistic level uh, even astronomically it doesn't reconcile with the idea that the Sphinx was built in 2600 BC but was built 10,000 BC maybe a bit earlier than that as well not only that but there is different representations of the gods who existed at the time in in Egyptian civilization that especially Horus who bears real deep resemblance to the god Enki from the Anunnaki and the Mesopotamian uh, uh, mythology so on some point has there been some sort of shift like did, did these Anunnaki gods who were named in a specific way in a a part of the words moved to another location and were named differently that's why they have so much resemblance even when solon asked the priest who built these who built the sphinx the priest told him it was the reptilian people and he pointed to a uh, a picture or a hieroglyphic on the wall which showed people being uh, a human body with reptilian features this is the same representation of gods that the Mesopotamians have. Why would they have the same, the same way of looking at this? Are these did these gods, if we want to call them that, move from one location to another throughout history? And were they known by different names to different civilizations, including Norse mythology, including Greek mythology? We will never know that. But what we know is that at some point civilizations knew that this is that they are part of something much bigger than, than themselves, that they, were, they, they, I, they accepted the idea that they are part of the universe, that they want to represent the universe on the planet, that humanity suffered extinction and then came back to life in one way or another. A lot of them talk about how these ancient gods brought back humanity to life or created humanity in the first place. Does that mean that at some point humanity existed, created a lot of uh, history, made monuments that were left behind after these humans were destroyed and then these ancient gods as they refer to recreated mankind all over again it just seems that there is this specific story that keeps coming up in any history which is lack of existence of man before an outside entity came in and manipulated something to create them and we see that also happen in egyptian mythology so this is where i'll leave it for now there's a lot more to talk about the giza plateau and the pyramids of course and the secret chamber under the paw of the sphinx which i did not talk about in this episode but i will talk about in future and what it could mean but as always thank you for listening to me if you are on my youtube channel please like share and subscribe leave a comment so that we can have a conversation about this support me any way you can and